It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's nothing like a global pandemic to remind people of their own mortality. And coronavirus has sent individuals rushing to get their financial affairs in order. Welcome to The Money Show the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Lucy Warwick-Ching, FT Money's digital editor, and today's special edition of the podcast is on the best ways to pass cash down the generations. With an estimated £3.2 trillion of intergenerational wealth transfers due to take place in the UK and North America over the next 20 years, advisors say that even those who had not considered gifting assets before are now discussing ways of passing on their wealth. My two special guests, Julia Cox, partner at Charles Russell Speechley's, and Ian Dial, head of estate planning at Tilney, have been hearing from clients who want to pass down wealth. Many have had their estate planning strategy in place for some time, but the unprecedented effects of the pandemic has meant priorities and financial situations have changed, and they need to consider passing on cash to family members now. Julia, one of the reasons people are making gifts now is because they're worried about the potential for taxes to go up to pay for the pandemic. Can you tell us more? Sure, Lucy. Thank you. Um, I think regardless of COVID, we were really concerned about a reduction in certain tax reliefs and indeed an increase in tax rates anyway. Even before the pandemic, we always thought that the Chancellor's second budget, which we expect in November, was going to be more challenging than the first we had in March And really, you know, with all the government support packages we've seen that we need to pay for, that's got to be the case all the more now. Mm -hmm. So we've seen people looking to pass assets down the generations really to to lock into what the current reliefs and rates offer while they can. We know where we stand currently with the rules on giving. If you survive seven years from a gift, it escapes any inheritance tax. So many want to take advantage of those rules while we have them. And by the same token, gifts of assets can trigger capital gains tax charges. And right now, we have a relatively low rate capital gains tax, 20% on investments. And again, people are looking to lock that in. And what are the other reasons people are giving assets away now? Well, I mean, to state the obvious, there's been tremendous disruption to many people's financial situations as a result of the pandemic. People might not have felt historically um, the imperative to give, if you like. Their children were doing pretty well. You know, they got secure jobs. Their businesses were going fine. But I really feel that the current situation has turned everything on its head. Uh, People are starting to reevaluate whether they can afford to help their 
next generations. And I think there's been this general acknowledgement that um, younger people have been particularly hard hit by the pandemic. We are seeing where we hadn't job insecurity, pay cuts, concerns about viability of businesses. So in my experience, parents are looking to support their children right now, almost as an acceleration in some cases on their inheritance. There's really this real appreciation that now is the time that they need the help most and parents want to assist with that. So I'll bring you in here, Ian. Are there any advantages about giving assets away now? I think the the obvious one is that, as as you said earlier, gifts um, gifts take typically take seven years before they're effective in reducing inheritance tax. So the earlier you start, the better. But the current climate also um, has uh, given certain opportunities. So, for example, um, because of the lower asset valuations, um, one of the biggest barriers to people making gifts, um, which is the fact that if you do make a gift of assets. Typically, that's a disposal for capital gains tax and triggers a capital gains tax liability. That liability is uh, reduced now, or if not eliminated for many people. So um, it's an opportunity uh, to make the gift while the values are low. And then any growth from that point onwards um, for inheritance tax purposes will be in the hands of the the recipients of that gift. Um, The other... um, uh, the other factor which limits people to uh, or limits people's um, willingness to uh, start planning um, is if you are making a gift using trusts, then there's a limit to how much you can put into trusts. So typically you can only put in the nil rate band. Um, and again, with lower asset values, it enables you to get more uh, units into the trust at this point and any growth again then would be outside of the, uh, the estate of the donor. So and this is a question for both of you how can people give away assets? Ian let's start with you what's the easiest way people can pass on wealth? Well, probably the easiest way particularly if, uh, if you've got a child who's struggling at the moment is just to pay some of their bills and that's got a number of advantages uh, firstly, because you're not giving them a cash lump sum, um, you're unlikely to damage any benefits that they may be on. And it also means that you can um, you can stop that gift uh, as and when the uh, the situation changes. So, if you're if, in terms of affordability, it's um, it's likely to be um, uh, it, 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 it doesn't damage the donor's uh, position as as greatly as perhaps making a lump sum gift. Um, and from an IHT perspective, if that gift is regular, um, it's out of income and it doesn't affect the donor's standard of living, it's likely to be immediately exempt for inheritance tax as well. So it's got a number of advantages. The other simple way is obviously to make just an outright gift. Um, if you make an outright gift, um, then yeah, after seven years, that will leave the donor's estate for inheritance tax. Um, and it, it provides a lump sum of money that the recipient of that gift will be able to use to support the financial position. Uh, the danger of that, obviously, is it can damage benefits. Um, and also, it, if their financial situation gets worse, um, it would be um, money that's available to creditors as well. Any other ways parents can help? Um, well, the other way of uh, possibly uh, mitigating that last risk, the, uh, the, the fact that creditors can help, is possibly to pay off a debt. So if the, if the, risk, the beneficiary of the gift is 
has got you know, certainly high interest debts like credit cards, it might make more sense to pay off the credit cards and that will then obviously aid cash flow. It's probably a little um, less clear as to whether you should pay off things like mortgages. Um, personally, I would rather have at the moment £30,000 sitting in a bank account than £30,000 paid off my mortgage because obviously I can use that £30,000 to pay my monthly debts um, Whereas if you reduce my mortgage by £30,000 with the interest rates as low as they are, um, it wouldn't have a massive impact on my my cash flow. So, you know, paying off. Also, you've got to think about, obviously, redemption penalties on mortgages as well. So certainly paying off higher, higher interest debts makes sense. Um, perhaps lower interest debts like mortgages, you, you need to think about both sides of, of the, uh, the coin, really. And Julia, what about trusts? They're not as tax efficient as they used to be, but is there still a use for them? That's right, Lucy. Yes, they're not as tax efficient as they were, but there's definitely still a role for trusts. You are pretty limited in the amount of cash you can get into a trust without an upfront inheritance tax charge. As an individual, you can give £325,000. So for a couple, that's 650000 You can, however, make those gifts every seven years. So that can shift some significant amount of capital tax efficiently into trust over time. What trusts are good at is providing a valuable source of funding uh, for future needs of various beneficiaries. So, for example, they could pay for the education of some of your grandchildren, uh, particularly with the pandemic in mind and its impact on the parents' own finances. That would be of real assistance. They're also very useful where the needs of your various beneficiaries aren't currently clear. So this can be particularly unhelpful in this uncertain and unchanging time. In effect, no one beneficiary has any fixed entitlement under a trust. So it can be an effective emergency fund for different children and grandchildren who can benefit from it as and when needed. And because the fund doesn't actually belong to a beneficiary, it means, as Ian's touched on, it's not automatically available to any creditors. So on a beneficiary's bankruptcy or divorce, it's not their money and it's not available to meet those claims. And that, again, is a very big consideration at this particular time. And finally, um, A number of clients do appreciate that trusts can allow them to have a certain degree of ongoing input and control um, over the funds they've given away. So that might be through acting as trustees themselves or through choosing who will act as trustees. And furthermore, they can set out their wishes for the trust into the future, who should benefit from it, how and when in relevant circumstances. Finally, Ian, it's all very well wanting to pass assets on quickly, but how do people make sure they don't give away too much and leave themselves short? I think that's a really important point because, again, with the current climate, financial climate, um, people who may have been able to afford to give money away you know, 12 months ago, six months ago, um, may not be in a position to do that now. So they need to think more carefully about whether, they can, whether they're going to... Um, protect the next generation but in the meantime sort of put their own financial position at risk so uh, the way we would approach that is um uh, is what we call cash flow forecasting so we'll look at um, the expected expenses so you know the, the living expenses 
how those are going to change over time with inflation and perhaps changes in you know your financial position for things like retirement for example um and then we we would project that forward to see uh, uh, the impact that has on the the, uh, the the person's savings, and to try to predict exactly when they'll actually run out of money, and obviously we'll then stress test that with different scenarios. So, um, you know, it might be that you know that they can afford to gift if everything goes fine, but if one of them needs to go into care, or if perhaps the the um, you know the person with the largest pension, for example, dies first that puts that position at risk. So we'll we'll stress test it with different scenarios to say, well, what would happen if we needed to fund care for a period of time or, um, you know, they needed to, they needed, the, 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 the major breadwinner died first, for example. So once we've done all that, we can, we can then put them in a position where they can make decisions about what they need for themselves, what they can afford to give away, uh, and maybe even whether they need to rearrange their finances in a way that, that possibly produces more income, etc. Lots of useful information there. Thank you very much to Julia Cox and Ian Dial. If you want to read more about ways to pass money on to your children or grandchildren, you can read my article, Pandemic Accelerates Desire to Pass Down Wealth, on our website now, ft.com forward slash money. If you want to tell us about your plans for passing on wealth, or you've got a question to put to our panel of experts, contact us. Our email address is money at ft.com. And you can follow the latest news updates on Twitter at ftmoney. That's it for The Money Show this week. We'll be back next week at the usual time. Goodbye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.